Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. You're listening to Luke's English podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Luke's English Podcast. Thank you very much for those of you who sent me emails, uh, who, people who've left me comments on uh, each episode, people who've given me reviews on iTunes, people who have responded to me on Facebook and have left comments on my Facebook page, people who've tweeted me on Twitter and uh, mentioned me in in uh, various other forms. Thank you very much for all of your attention and your support. It's much appreciated. Thank you if you uh, are a listener to this podcast uh, long term, if you've been listening f- since the very beginning when I started doing this. And of course, if you're an, if you're a new listener, then well done. Welcome to the world of Luke's English Podcast. And if you've already subscribed to this uh, podcast, then well done. I think you've probably made a good choice there. And uh, if you listen to every episode, you'll you'll realise that uh, it can help your English uh, a lot. And uh, I do get emails from people regularly saying that uh, after listening to lots of episodes of this, they've noticed an improvement in their English, um, often because it helps them with their vocabulary, but also just listening to this regularly is a very good way of improving your English. Imagine it being like... Um, sort of having a friend um, that you can meet every now and then and kind of sit with in a cafe or in the pub and just talk to them or listen to them speaking to you. A real English friend, just like being in London. Well, you can do that here, but it costs you much less money and time. You can just do it by listening to Luke's English podcast. Sure, you can't actually speak in response. You can't have a conversation. But when you're you know, in a country where... It's difficult to meet foreign people. It's difficult to meet learners. Of, um, it's difficult to meet native speakers of English. Then this is a, obviously a very good alternative, isn't it? Uh, thank you also if you've sent me some donations. I have had a few donations recently. The odd kind of um, payment here and there, and I appreciate it very much. Um, it certainly helps me to keep doing these things and to pay for things like the website subscription. And for other things like my microphone, which I recently purchased. Now, um, in this episode, um, you're going to hear an interview, uh, which I did, a conversation, really, between me and another English language teacher who works with me at my school. Um, Now, let me give you a little bit of background information to this one. Uh, Recently, I was just thinking about um, language learning, um, learning English and uh, and music and uh, particularly learning music, learning to play an instrument. And I was thinking actually in many ways they're quite similar. They're not too different. Now I've got a big passion for music. I love to play it. Um, I like playing the drums, the bass guitar. I'm trying to learn the guitar uh, and I've, I've played the piano since I was a child. 
Um, and so I've got a big passion for music and I often listen to music um, on my Walkman, my MP3 player. Um, so I've always got music in my head. And obviously as a professional English language teacher, I'm always thinking about ways in which people learn English and learn language and uh, how they can become masters of English. So actually, I've noticed there are many similarities between the two. So what I thought I would do is um, have a conversation about that subject, about the similarities between learning a language, like learning English, and learning to play music. So I thought, who better to talk to than my colleague and friend and fellow musician, Francis, who I work with at school. Now, Francis um, has been teaching English for many years. He started way back in the 1970s. Um, I think he went to Colombia originally in, the, in South America, and he taught English there. Um, he started in the mid to early 70s, and he's been teaching English ever since. So that's over 35 years of experience of teaching English. That's incredible, isn't it? He also um, has learned Spanish to a very high level after living in South America for many years. He first started to learn Spanish when he moved to Colombia back in the 70s. And as well as that, he's an excellent guitarist, a very, very good guitar player. In fact, I play in a band with Francis um, and we perform um, live music in London and we, we enjoy playing together very much. And I can uh, honestly tell you that he's a great guitarist and um, uh, respect uh, the way he plays music very much. So I thought it would be interesting to talk to Francis about music, about learning English and about learning language in general. Um, and so I thought I'd record the conversation so I could share it with uh, listeners to my podcast. Um, now, I thought this would be useful for you because um, you can just listen to a genuine, natural, authentic conversation between two native speakers of English talking about a subject which I think you will find interesting, revealing and informative so let's just get straight to it so you can listen to it. Now, um, I recently changed my mobile phone. I don't use an iPhone anymore because I couldn't afford it. It's too expensive for me to use an iPhone these days. So nowadays I'm using a BlackBerry, which is fine. I love it very much. It's a great phone. But um, some things are not quite as good as the iPhone. And I actually recorded the conversation with Francis using my BlackBerry. Now, you'll notice that the recording quality is not as good. In fact, the sound quality is rather like listening to someone speaking to you over the telephone. Um, so you'll probably notice immediately, oh my God, it doesn't sound perfect. It doesn't sound perfect. What? I can't understand every single word because it's not perfect. Well, what I'd say to you is, I think it's still a very good exercise for you to listen to this. Because think about it, um, in, in real life, um, you're probably going to be using English over the telephone, aren't you? It's very common for you, uh, you know, if you're going to use English at work, you're going to be listening to people speaking to you over the telephone. You might be doing conference calls. It could be through Skype. And in those situations, 
the sound quality is not perfect. So I think actually it's very good practice for you to listen to English when the sound quality is not perfect. So you should listen to the whole conversation, even if you can't understand everything. It's very good practice. It helps your ears to get used to hearing English uh, when it's spoken to you over the telephone or using a conference call or Skype or something. It's very good practice for you. Okay, so stick with it. Keep going. Don't give up, even if the sound quality isn't perfect. Okay, there will be more podcasts in the future where the sound quality is excellent. I realized that I recently bought a microphone in order to improve the sound quality. I hope that the sound quality is better. Uh, it, who knows? Maybe it's exactly the same. I don't know. You know, but I hope that the sound quality is better. I've got this really good microphone which allows me to record in various ways. This one I'm using uh, on the stereo function. So you should get a kind of stereo effect if you're listening to this on headphones. You might kind of get a stereo effect as I move my head around the microphone like this. I don't know if you can hear that. So if you're listening to it on headphones, you should hear me going from one ear to the next ear like that. That's pretty cool. Isn't it? That's a, like a special effect almost. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, I realized that I just bought this microphone to improve the sound quality. And now I'm going to play you a recording uh, which has got pretty low sound quality. But anyway, enough nonsense. I'm going to stop speaking nonsense because I do this too much. I'm going to play you the conversation now. Listen carefully to it. Try and understand it. If you feel generous enough, you could even try and make a transcript and send it to me so that other listeners can read it while they listen and understand it. Um, also, if you're feeling generous, send me a donation uh, via PayPal. You should find a button on the website. Just click on that. Send me a little bit of money um, so that I can keep doing this. That's it. Now you can listen to the conversation between me and my colleague and friend and fellow musician, Francis. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, I will include some content from the conversation on the webpage. You'll see the list of, um, of points that I make during the conversation. That's it for now. Enjoy the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, 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 bye. So, I'm here with Francis. And uh, <laughs> so we're just sitting here at work and um, I'm recording this on my, on my phone. I've never tried to record anything on this oh, phone yeah. before. So if, um, if it sounds rubbish, then don't blame me. Blame BlackBerry because they're obviously not as good as iPhones. Um, so I'm, I'm here at work with Francis and I've, I've decided to speak to Francis because I know that you, um, you play music and you also speak... Um, like Spanish Spanish right? yeah. yeah yeah okay so I thought I'd, I was just thinking about this idea of the similarities between learning mm. a language mm. like learning English yeah and learning to to play music right? yeah so first of all I just want to ask you well I mean how long have you been teaching English now okay since 1973 wow oh, longer than I've been born <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah but that doesn't mean you know that but they say oh, I got 38 years experience or something but no because you do the same thing every year so it's just one year's experience right so in but fact you're just repeating no, the same well you know well I, anyway i'm yeah. not sure i agree with that i think 38 is 38 years experience well i don't know something like that yeah it's very good mm. um and um okay so you play music right um what what kind of music do you play or what instrument do you play 
but you know that. I know the answer already. Guitar. Yeah. Right. Okay. What what kind of guitar is it? I mean, what sort of guitar playing do you do? Well, actually, when I started at school, I did every day, an hour a day, and then on holidays, two hours every day over two years. Right. And it really was, you know, when it's a sunny day, it was really hard, but I just made myself do it. Yeah. And I managed to get, you know, get around, but it was really sort of focusing on the physical movement and the pain of it and yeah. the, just the diff getting it wrong endlessly and yeah. just going back, just yeah. lots and lots and lots of practice. And, and frustration and pain and stuff. Yeah, but, but also concentration. But it's like sort of, just like learning grammar or something, mm. really thinking, because you've got to read the notes and know which note it is and, what, and you're just thinking all the time, where do yeah. I put my finger and all this kind of thing. Mm. Mm. Wow, mm -hmm. so... But so, yeah, so that was one, but at the same time as at school, I played in the band. Right. And that was just, just getting together all these guys who were just couldn't play and just learning. Mm. And so it, it, was, it was much less concentrating in a sense because mm. we were just kind of having fun and just, yeah. you know. So on one hand, you, you were kind of studying like quite hard the, the, the art of playing the guitar. And then at the same time with this band, you were just sort of messing around with, yeah. the, with the music as yeah. well. That's quite interesting. Um, but so, of course, you learn in you learn in a different way with the band because it's really hard, as, as you know, because you play the guitar too. Yeah. When you're learning, it's really hard to to change from one chord to another. Yeah. Um, At the right quickly. time. Yeah. And the only way you can that I could ever learn it was like if you're playing with other people, you've got to. Yeah. So just you do it. You so, probably do it wrong, but you do it. A bit like. In a way, it's one of the best ways to learn a language, apparently, is to just be put into a situation where you have to survive. You can't run away. Yeah, yeah. like where you have to work in, in English or something. Exactly. And that's often the best way yeah, because yeah. you're forced to improve just mm. by survival. That's right. Um, so what, what, just going back to music, what, um, what made you want to play? Because obviously for you to keep doing all these difficult exercises with your fingers and everything, you must have had to want to improve so what was it that made you want to keep playing well I think I, went, I started same reason anyone else because you know I, I I'd had a few guitar heroes for a few years before I could play who were your and guitar I, heroes uh, well, you know, well, Hank Hank Marvin was, Hank uh, Marvin and the Shadows yeah right. and then Clapton and Jeff Beck and Hendrix yeah but but not quite I mean like because I could I never you know it was not quite so much. Yeah. You know, I really liked it, but it was just on another stratosphere. So you went. Mm. So you had these heroes who you you looked up to, that you wanted to be like, and that's that's what made you push through all the pain in your fingers. But I think also just being a bit obsessive as well. Right, right, right. That was right. part of it, probably. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, so, um, okay. What about language then? You speak Spanish. Yeah. How long have you been speaking Spanish? Well, probably the same. <laughs> Since 1973, <laughs> everything started in 1973. You didn't start playing the guitar in 1973. No, didn't. No. Okay, so you've been speaking Spanish for a long time too. Yeah. So, um, how did you end up learning Spanish? Why Why did you choose to learn Spanish? Yeah, well, it was amazing. Why? But also the how is quite interesting. How right, and this why? Topic because yeah. why? Just because I wanted to go to South America, and just because. Just because, you know, just because I'd met a few people who'd been and I heard some music from there. Yeah. Just wanted to go to Rio and, you know, yeah, see all the yeah. girls and, you know, <laughs> you know. And, and so it just happened. It wasn't, you know, it was, I didn't want to. It was just because I went there. Right. So I had to learn it. Right, I see. So you, it was more that you chose to go to South America than yeah. you chose to learn Absolutely. Spanish. Absolutely. What was it like in South America in 1973? Well, it's great. I mean, I'm, but it's always good to go when you're young, goes to another place. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. So it was, it was, yeah. 
It's brilliant. Great. Okay. But I was just thinking about the language. I think it say subjunctive. And that subjunctive. Because I remember it must be. Did you do French at school as well? Um, I did French at school, yeah. And I remember for years, you'd go through each year and people would you'd sort of say, you know, in that form you have to do subjunctive. And it was like a horrible torture chamber. Yeah. Everybody hated doing it because learning the French subjunctive in books, it was just like the hardest thing ever. Yeah. And everyone thinks, God, at least I don't have to do it. It took two years before I have to do the subjunctive, you know. Yeah. And, and when I finally got to do it, it was just as horrible as everyone said. It was right. really hard. Yeah. But then learning Spanish, what happened was, it's just a classic thing, I just, somebody pointed out to me that what I just said was subjunctive. So I just picked it up, just like a, yeah. what do you call it, like, like a parrot. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, because like a sponge. Like people would say, hi there, you know, and, but the way they say hi there, sort of, um, or, or bye or something, yeah. included a subjunctive. So I was just saying it. Cause, uh, so you just picked it up, yeah, yeah without having to And so it was so easy, because I picked it, you know, yeah. except yeah. for the bits. There's one bit of subjunctive which I didn't pick up, yeah, and I still can't get it right. Subjunctive is just a type of verb form, isn't it? It's a specific kind of verb form that yeah. occurs in certain grammatical structures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in English, a subjunctive would be like. Well, we um, don't really have it. I think strictly we've speaking. got four, we've got types of it, haven't we? Like, for example, if you say in a second conditional, that's a subjunctive, isn't it? Like, a, but if I would you say won the lottery. Yeah, but I would say that's kind of like. That's like, it's like this, the past simple, but used in the same way. But you know, the trouble with the subjunctive in Spanish or French or something yeah. is actually a different form. Okay. So you've got to learn all these different endings and stuff as well. Right. You know? At least yeah. in English, you've got the same word. Yeah. Use it in a different, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, in French and Spanish, there are like many, many different verb forms depending on the subject that you use. Mm. So he, she, it, uh, yeah. they, we, you, stuff. And all these different endings when you what do you what do you call that conjugations conjugations endings yeah. for verbs depending on and so subjunctive you know because you've got the present and you've got you know all different but you know all the different tenses have yeah. got a subjunctive form and so right oh, it's complicated yeah isn't it? um okay so then right establishing that you play music and you, you've you've learned a second language the next question then is really how can you become great at music or how can you become great at English? So I'm trying to find some kind of uh, comparison between learning English and learning a language. Yeah. And what I did is I was thinking about this the other day and I start, I've just written down a list of things that I think are similar hmm. between learning music and learning language. So like the first thing I've got here on top of the list is to love, you have to love music. If you're willing to learn how to play guitar or another instrument very well, you have to have a love of yeah, music, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, and you see that the students that we have, the ones who, who really do best, you mm. can just see from the first time you meet them. They actually, apart from the fact that they need it, mm. they really actually love it. They just yeah. have fun playing around with words and stuff. Yeah, like exactly. That. There's something enjoyable about just learning to communicate in a mm. certain way. Yeah, you know, enjoy playing around with language, mm. just like you have to enjoy playing music. Um, you have to live uh, music. You know, you have to have music in your life. Like, for example, for me, whenever I leave work, whenever I leave home, I have my Walkman, my mm. MP3 player, and I'm listening to music all the time at any mm. moment. When I go to sleep at night, I have music playing when I'm going to sleep. Mm. I, play, I put music on first thing in the morning when I wake up, and I, I tap my fingers on the table uh, without thinking about it. So I've just got music running around in my head. I'm just mm. living in this world of music. Mm. And I think probably for learners of English, they have to live in a kind of a world of English Really, maybe mm. if they come to England to study, they can kind of live in this English world where they put the TV on in the morning and they can watch the news in English or they um, 
they read the newspaper on the bus or, you know, these sorts mm. of things. It's just sort of English 360 degrees around. As mm. well as studying it, they just have it going on in their lives. I was just thinking there that because that, I don't use Walkman and things like that. Yeah. But actually, I wherever I'm going around, I normally got a song going in my head. Yeah. It's just in my head. Yeah. So maybe that's the same with... with uh, with learning as well, that even mm. if you're not at that time, you've got the Walkman on, yeah. you're just thinking in English or just you're yeah. thinking about it, yeah. and it's going on in your Letting head. the English run around in your head. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, listen to it a lot. Mm. Now, obviously, if you're going to become good at music, you have to listen to music a lot. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah, so I mean, if I want to become a great drummer, then I would listen to other great drummers, mm. you know. And it's the same with English. You need to listen to English a lot in order to, to get good at it. Mm. And you might, because when you're becoming a great, you might be listening to the great, to the drummers in different ways. You might be like thinking, oh wow, he's doing a sort of triple wiggly beat there or something. Yeah. Or you might be just listening to the whole band and without thinking about it, you're just really enjoying the swing or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it could be the same with English, that you're actually listening to English saying, wow, he just, that guy just used that word I heard in class the other day. Yeah. Or, or look at that little structure he used. Yeah. Or in a completely different way, you might just be just kind of listening to it and thinking about enjoying like the general rhythm of it or just, or just thinking sounds. about the content of it yeah I, when I lived in Japan I used to <clears throat> uh, listen to the radio local radio mm. uh, I had a little radio in my room and I'd switch it on I'd listen to local radio didn't understand anything they were saying mm. but I loved just listening to the rhythm mm. of Japanese people chatting mm. I just really really liked it and I never really learned Japanese very well but I do feel like I've got a sense of the rhythm and the pronunciation and the intonation. That's really because, you know, with kids, yeah. and, and uh, I'm sure you know people who've got kids, and, mm. and it's quite, quite, it happened with my, my uh, great niece, mm. and she, or, or, or was it Kevin's grandson, something like that. Anyway, the, the thing was that they get to a point mm. where they start, what they say, the sound of what they say is exactly like what an adult says. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No. So the intonation. But actually, well. they're talking complete rubbish. You know, they're right. just making noises. But so they learn the rhythm and the sound. Yes. In a social way. Before they learn yeah, the they words. Sort of, they sort stuff. of come up to you and they sort of say, just like saying, "Oh, how are you doing?" You know, they say, yeah. "How are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like my 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 cousin's children do that. They they will just come out with phrases that sound like something an adult has said, yeah. but they don't really know what they're saying. But I'm just saying, no, this this kid was, was just making a noise. Just noises. In, in the right rhythm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe there's a point to that, that yeah. you you kind of pick up the rhythm and the, the way the language sounds before you even pick up the words mm. and things, yeah. So, so got, that listening is really important. Then. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I've got a massive list of things here. Practice all the time, every day. Yeah. If you If you want to play music brilliantly, you need to practice, you need to play your instrument every day in the same way you need to practice, you need to speak English every day too. Mm. Um, do it with other people, don't, you don't just do it on your own. Yeah. By doing it, I mean play music yeah, yeah. Or, or, or communicate, talk to other exactly. people, yeah. sit in a room full of people and uh, play music together mm. or you can meet other people and speak English to them. Mm. Um, Probably a bit of both actually, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. You want to do a bit by yourself too, just to sort of... Yeah. To study it on your own without any distractions, yeah. but then you kind of do it collectively yeah. too. Um, learn from the masters. So that's kind of people who do it well. So like I listen to people <clears throat> like Stuart Copeland <clears throat> and Mitch Mitchell, who I think <clears throat> are brilliant drummers. Mitch Mitchell, yeah. And I, when I was learning the drums, I, I mean, I'm still, I'm still learning the drums, <clears throat> but when I was learning the drums a few years ago, I would just copy uh, the people who I thought were brilliant. And I'm sure it's similar in English. You need to but find... Some, but it depends how good you are. Because, because 
I don't mean you, but yeah. you know, that's pretty challenging for a lot of people. Yes. You know, there's some things I've been trying to copy. I'm not saying I could do it. But you know what I mean? It's so, it, it's, it's kind of... But I mean, what, what, what I mean... I'm just, what I'm just thinking is that maybe it's not always from the masters, but maybe it's just from someone who's better than you. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or someone who does something that you don't do that you like. Yeah. You've got to just sort of be inspired by other people. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, you've got to listen to people speaking English and you think, mm. they speak really well, I want to be like that, or mm. just take inspiration from mm. them. And you can find people on the internet, not just people you know, but there's people on the internet, like famous people, who speak English really well, and you can look up to them. Mm. You know, people like, uh, you know, Steve Jobs in his presentations that he does. He's very inspiring, and he, he uses language in a very effective way. Mm. And even someone like Barack Obama, who, who's... Um, you know, a very good communicator. Mm. Um, these these are the people that you can use as inspiration mm. or as a benchmark. In the same way, you can listen to great musicians and think, wow, I'd love to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, I've got things like pay attention to melody and rhythm. Mm. So obviously in, in music, you've got to know what notes you're playing and you've got mm. to know what rhythm you're doing. In the same way in English, you've got to be careful that you're using the right melody because that will affect the meaning of your sentence and that you're using the right rhythm in the words and sentences you use. Yeah, it's definitely straightforward. And that kind of connects with what I was saying before about yeah. the baby. Yeah. Yeah, the so, baby picks up the rhythm first. And I think, like I was saying to you earlier on, about, you know, say with, with grammar learning and mm. then we teach adult learning mm. and they've got these errors which are like almost almost unchangeable because they come from their first language and they're mm. really strong. Yeah. And so, you know, you think how can you, one thing you say, it doesn't matter. You know, you're yeah. never going to change this. But on the other hand, you think, okay, well, if you rather than thinking too much about the rule in the grammar book, just just listen to it and hear the melody, hear the tune, yeah. and feel it in your stomach. Just get the feeling of it, and, yeah. and maybe that's the way you'll get to do it. Rather yeah. than rather than studying the rules, the sort of science of it. Yeah. You just well, I think it works for some people, but it doesn't work for you know. Yeah. So I think yeah, yeah. I think what you say, the me melody and the rhythm, is really yeah. You've got to be aware important. of that. You've got to open your the ears. The ears and the stomach are really important yeah. for language learning. Yeah, absolutely. Choose the style that you want. So, if, for example. If you're learning to play drums, are you going to play like rock, heavy metal, reggae, funk, mm. jazz? Mm. In the same way, if you're learning English, why do you really need English? Do you need it just to chat to people in a social way, or do you need business English, or do you need, oh, to, yeah. do you need you're going to need to learn how to write certain mm. things or use legal English? Mm. You've got to choose what type of English you want and mm. then go for that. Mm. Don't just kind of try and do everything because you won't really be able to do it. You mm. just choose your style and stick with it. Mm. So if you want rock and roll, then you do rock and roll. Mm. Uh, obviously, you get to a point eventually where you're able to do all of them. You know, when you're good enough, you're able to change your style and be flexible. But you've got to be bear in mind what kind of music you want to do, or what kind of um, English you want to speak, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what else On have the I way. got? I've got learn to read it. So obviously you need to learn to read English, but you also need to learn to read music. Wow. But you can do it. You can you can use English without knowing how to read it, mm. and you can use music without knowing how to read it too. But we know that the best musicians, you know, all the best jazz musicians, can read music. Yeah. They they don't often, but they can. Yeah. You know, all the composers, all the you know greatest composers we've ever had, they were able to use notation and so on. So that's a fun. That's a different one with sort of pop music. Yeah. Like but. Uh, 
for sure, it gives you an extra dimension. Or at least, I mean, I don't know if Jimmy and maybe Hendrix could. I'm, I mean, at least, so, but, I mean, as but maybe he couldn't, and he was so great, you know. So it's it kind of. I reckon Hendrix could could read like guitar tab or oh, yeah. chords and things. Okay, so some, you know. Yeah. So at least as a guitarist, you might need to know, you might need to learn how to read the fingering notes for chords and things yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. But whatever, in any case, I for sure. It's got to give you an extra dimension. Yeah. Got to help you. Yeah. I mean, it's more important in English to learn how yes. to read than it is in music. Um, but as well as learning how to read it, you need to learn how to improvise it too and just have fun with it. Mm. So you need to learn how to just do things without any any reading or any music given to you. Mm. You just learn to improvise. And I think it's really important in English. Invent words. Or well, no, just... Make uh, jokes. Just, yeah. just, just sort of without being given any instructions or mm. any guidelines, just speak oh, right, yeah, freely, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it's fluency, isn't it? Mm. Um, study the history of it. So study the history of music and study the history of the language, you know, mm. watch it happen live. So go and see live music and also go and observe people using English in real life situations. So go and see a stand-up comic. Right, yeah, exactly. Go and see stand-up comic. Or the Prime Minister. Or go and see the Prime Minister. The difference. Yeah, or go to the theatre, or go yeah. to the cinema. All these, well, the cinema's not live, no. but you know what I mean. Yeah. And in the same way, you go and see live music to be inspired by it. Mm -hmm. uh, put it on your iPhone or your iPod. So obviously, you put music on your iPod, but you can put English on your iPod too, in the form of You've a been pod thinking about this a lot. Yeah, have, yeah. <laughs> Podcast, you know, um, yeah. the, you know, listen to the news and stuff on your iPhone. Do it with your body. <laughs> now, uh, by, by that I mean, when you play music, it's a physical thing. Yeah. And it's also a physical thing when you speak English because you're using your mouth and your tongue and the muscles and stuff and your well, that's quite breathing and everything. Yeah. And what's it? What's it? Voice training. And Voice training. Yeah. Because because uh, you can. Like have problems with your throat or something. If you talk too much in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, public that's speakers. Right. That's right. Yeah, um, use it to communicate. Obviously, you communicate a message through English, but also through music. Be emotionally touched by it. So when you listen to music, you should it should touch you, but also you should be sort of having some emotional contact or connection with the language or the content of the language. So you know, watch, uh, read a book in English and be touched by it, or. Yeah, have some emotional connection to mm. the language you're using. Um, understand your instrument. Understand how you make the sounds that you make. So as a guitarist, you need to know how the pickups work, how, how to get the best sounds out of your instrument. Yeah. And as an English speaker, you need to know how your mouth is producing the noises yeah. that you're making. It's quite unusual that people do that. What? I mean, understand. it's a nice analogy, but... but possibly less common. You mean understanding how your mouth yeah. works? Yeah, but learners of English hopefully will will learn, for example, how to make th sounds or t sounds mm. by knowing the position of the tongue and, mm. and all those things. But that kind of thing, I think, is, is like, if, if you're fascinated by it, then it's really interesting. Yeah. But if somebody makes you do it, or, or you know what I mean? Yeah, it can very be very boring. It can be like a problem. Or a, yeah, you know. true. It can be extremely boring. Yeah. That's right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Um, do it every day, even if it hurts. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, well, that's true. Like I was saying before, when I was learning the guitar. Yeah, you. Um, it hurts your fingers to learn the guitar. Yeah, and in a similar way, learning English can hurt you. I, re- I remember that when I was like you were saying in Japan. I used to when I was in Venezuela and the fan. I used to every night sit down in front of the TV to try sit down in front of the TV mm. to try to. Uh, just because I couldn't understand anything. Yeah. Just endlessly, and I'd understand a bit, and then I start getting tired, and I get frustrated. But yeah. I just kept on doing it every night. The pain is in the sense that you're frustrated, mm. you know, and and maybe embarrassed, you mm. know. But you have to just keep doing it, even mm. if it hurts. Um, what else? Um, learn the theory. Learn the theory. So learn the grammar, or learn the musical theory, but know when to throw it out the window. Yeah. So you've got to learn the rules of grammar, but you also need to know when you can break the rules of grammar. And you need to learn the rules of musical theory, and you need to know when to just throw the theory out oh, the window. Yeah, I see. I thought when, I, when you said that first, you meant about kind of like we were talking about before, like the conscious and unconscious part. Of yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it relates to that, like yeah. knowing the grammar. Can I borrow dice if you've got one? Do you know I don't have any dice. No, but I've got an idea to how you can do it. Yeah. It's all right. You know what you can do? Sorry. If you get a piece of so you do this. That's what I do, but it depends how, if you do it like that. Yeah, yeah, the ball game. And you, no, you just go like that and just fill the thing with that, you know, until it's numbers. Cool. And then you just go like that and it's done. But Thank it takes you. a bit longer. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, another thing I've got is, oh, we were just saying that um, that's similar to your idea of, um, what, what were you saying? Like, um, oh. no, learning it from the heart and learning it, the, the rule. Oh, well, yeah, because I, you know, I was really a bit, you know, in as much as you do get fascinated by any of the, the yeah. sort of theory of it. But yeah. it always seemed interesting to me that, that uh, thing about, because it was really trendy at one point, you know, explicit language learning versus implicit language. You know? mm. And when communicative language teaching came in, at first, in the extreme form, the mm. idea was you just did it. So it was just like learning your first language. Yeah. So the only, you never taught people anything. You just yeah. had endless uh, communicative activities. So communicative language learning is about putting students in communicative situations. And just mm. by doing tasks, for yeah. example, using language, they somehow just learn. They but acquire. then people realize that, that, you know, that wasn't enough. enough. Yeah. You know, and so because it would be a very slow method. Yeah, and the other method is just to study the rules in a very yeah. mechanical way. But in fact, what we do nowadays is try to combine the two. Yeah, yeah, it's like a la- studying the language and then using it in, mm. in genuine situations. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I quite like the thing I've told you. You know that thing which is, is probably a bit old now from mm. the 90s, but the thing about awareness. Yeah. So the thing about being aware of language. So you don't, whether you're not, you drill it or you repeat it or whatever, but just always being aware. So it's like a, you've got to make an effort when you're learning a language. You can't just sit there. Yeah. You've got to make an effort. And so whether it's because you're in a classroom and, and you're really kind of constantly really aware of what everybody's saying, but also when you're in the pub 
again, you've, you're kind of really aware and listening and not just using it, but kind of thinking about it a bit. Noticing. Noticing. That's the, exactly, that's the word, noticing, yeah. yeah. Noticing bits of language, like noticing, oh, that's interesting, he just used a kind of passive form there. Yeah. What kind of geek would you be if you were doing that? No, that's no. what you have to do, though. Yeah, but, oh, but not necessarily that, but just say, oh, that's a nice phrase, or, yeah. or, or oh, that was the thing I heard yesterday. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, um, I've got here, start early. So I mean, start early in your life. So yeah. obviously, ideally, when you're a child, and don't give up. So I, I, yeah, really, I mean, encourage children, encourage your children oh, yeah. to do it. Yes, yeah, for sure. You know, like it's very important for kids to start early. The earlier, the better. Yeah, especially for the pronunciation and stuff. Yeah, um, use it to entertain other people. So, I mean, if you're the sort of person who likes to entertain other people, you can use music to entertain people. You can also use your English to make jokes and and stuff. Um, enjoy the way it sounds. That's obvious. Just enjoy the way music sounds, but enjoy the way English can sound in mm. different accents and things. Yeah, you know, uh, well, like uh, like Christopher Walken, like like uh, a famous actor like yeah. Christopher Walken. If you love how, the way, how, how would he sound? Well, I, I would do the impression, but none of my listeners are going to know who, right. a, either a who Christopher Walken is or b what he sounds like. Yeah, so, right. Uh, it's not really going to no. work. That no. one, Robert afraid. De Niro. Robert De Niro, again, is more of a face than a sound. All right. yeah. uh, again, these are famous actors who, yeah. who I like to do impressions of. But I find the students don't know what Robert De Niro, what Robert De Niro's voice is like. No. Anyway, anyway. Um, so record yourself and listen to it. So when you're playing a song on the guitar, you record yourself and listen back to it, right? Mm. And similarly, you can do that with English. You record your own voice, listen back to it, maybe record yourself saying something um, like a tape script from the news or something, and then record yourself doing it, then listen to the newsreader doing it, listen to yourself doing it, mm. and compare the differences. Mm. And similarly with guitar, you play a song, record it, and then listen mm. back to it and think, how does that sound? You know? Um, what else? Watch other people doing it on YouTube. So... Um, there's lots and lots of guitarists on YouTube showing you how to play particular songs. Have, do you ever use YouTube to learn songs? All song oh, right. Well, yeah. yeah well, it's, it's just not very much now because I don't practice very much. But yeah. it is great. And that was a new song recently. That, that we, you know, and I, and I just I saw it on Jules Holland as it was as yeah. it happened. The camera was completely focused the whole time on the on guitar's the guitar. fingers, and yeah. so it made it much easier. You actually get on YouTube these guys who will teach you how to learn a song. Yeah. You know, and in the same way, you can use YouTube to pick up English, and there's people teaching English on YouTube. But I just me, thought of, I thought of one uh, another thing, which is I can't remember if it was Jack Fortescue who who uh, did you know him? Yeah, Jack. Yeah. I don't know if it was one of his things, but or, but somebody told it to us, and the thing about um, that. Uh, improve your pronunciation is like get a film with mm. an actor that you quite like same yeah. sex as you and that you wouldn't mind sounding a bit like and mm. then you just take a, a bit of the film and you, you just keep pausing every time he says something just repeat what he says yeah so it's the same with music you could do that certainly that's how that's mm. how you learn songs mm. play a lot you, you just play keep a lot. playing the song and keep pausing it until you've got the last yeah. bit right yeah, yeah i listen to i really improved my bass guitar playing by sitting in my room with a, with some music on and playing the bass along to the music oh yeah but that's that's another one but it's di i mean it's slightly different because the other one is you you in both cases, you, you listen to a phrase and yeah. pause, and then you repeat the phrase. Right. So it's like, you know. Right, okay. Whereas yours is more kind of the fluency thing. Playing along right. with yeah. it yeah. at the same time, yeah. Okay. Um, think about how either music 
the language changes depending on the situation. So, for example, um, the music that is played will be different depending on who's playing it, the audience, the, the occasion, um, the geography. So depending on where you are in the world, mm. um, English will change depending on the context. So if you're speaking socially or if you're speaking to an audience, how big the audience is. And again, where you are in the world. Um, so, you know, like um, um, you've got to think about different types of English. So are you talking, say, like, are you even talking about like salsa as opposed to rock and like Indian English as opposed to Australian English? Or yeah, something like that? yeah, all of those things. Yeah. Or even like, let's say in terms of English, if you are doing a presentation, the language that you use in your presentation will change depending on the size of the audience, mm. right? So um, if you're speaking to a big audience, then you're going to use certain phrases yeah, yeah. to talk to this yeah. massive different audience. Different techniques. Different yeah. technique completely. If you're speaking to a room of five people, then it's mo a lot more personal, you know, and a lot more informal, really. Mm. Um, similarly, in music, if you're playing uh, a little gig to a little room, the people you play in a certain way but if you've got a stadium to entertain mm. you've got to put on a completely different show you've got mm. to make it big and it's like a big show and lots of entertainment whereas if there's a little group of people you might even chat with them a little bit between the songs mm. and i just think your physical thing i completely forgotten that that physical that, uh, stuff but that when you like the classical guitar mm. you you um you have to put the the, the sort of the, 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 like the, the kind of the waist of the guitar yeah on your leg on, on your left me you yeah know, yeah but if yeah. you're playing sort of folk guitar or whatever you put it on your right you know so it's okay. actually a different position yeah and of course if you're playing rock and you're standing up or whatever yeah. and so, in similarly in english if you're making a presentation you've got to use your body position in the mm. right way to communicate to the audience so again it's a similar thing mm. if you're let's say on a date you know you need to think about the way you're using yourself to communicate in your body position whether you make physical contact by you know i mean by touching the yeah. hand or something yeah, sure. when you speak those sorts of things that's in like cultural yeah and then by geography i mean like in say jamaica they will speak with the jamaican accent um and then in jamaica they play reggae music mm. you know, with a different rhythm yeah. stuff like that so i've got and next in my list is sing it regularly, sing. Mm. So obviously in music you need to sing regularly, but in English you might, it might help you to sing songs in English, do karaoke in English, right? Um, and enjoy the different types. That yeah, you well, I, I don't know. I, there was once a guy did, and we did, doing the proficiency exam. Mm. I yeah. think he must have been, I can't, it can't have been totally true, but he swore. And he, was, he got it. He was really, really good at English. He said he'd never been out of, he was in Colombia. Yeah. He'd never been out of Colombia, and he'd learned all his English from listening to heavy metal. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. But, he, you know, he, well, wasn't, he was like a serious kind of guy. He wasn't much of a joker. Yeah. So, who knows? Well, you know, you can learn a lot by finding a band that you love and then looking at all the lyrics for their songs and listening to the music and reading the lyrics and then trying to understand what they're trying yeah. to tell you. Well, I'm sure that's, that's yeah, what a lot did, of people, yeah. a lot of my friends in Japan learn English like that. Mm. Um, enjoy the different types from around the world. So obviously we've got different types of music, like reggae, I just mentioned, mm. like American, sort of black American music, mm. you know, like sort of hip hop, rhythm and blues, mm. funk, soul, mm. um, British kinds of music, mm. like Brit, you know, uh, like traditional British sort of 60s, 
stuff. Yeah. Um, Chris Hendricks. All know. the African music, all, all the, the South American, Latin American, yeah. Chinese music. Yeah. yeah, there's so many different types of music. And similarly, you get so many different types of English, like Australia, New Zealand, South yeah. Africa, America, Canada. We do have to say that there's more types of music. Than types no, there of are more types yeah. of music, of course. Yeah, of course there are. Um, Fortunately. And I've got, like, let's see, see, see learning as an ongoing challenge that doesn't really have an end. So, I mean, um, if you're learning English, you just have to keep learning all the time. Oh, yeah. It's never going to end. No. And it's similarly with, with learning an instrument, mm -hmm. you just keep improving all the time as you play. Um, I've got here... Or even just keep trying to not go downhill. Yeah, just keep maintaining yeah. your, your level. Which is the same with English, isn't it? Because yeah. people, especially, like for us, people come here to London yeah. for a few weeks. And the, the, the last thing you always say to them is, whatever you do when you go and get a teacher, get a club, because minimally, not to lose what you've learned. Yeah, you've got to keep Not it. to lose the level you've got. Yeah, you, have to, you must maintain it. Um, I've got, uh, notice the way in which it's been influenced by black American culture. So maybe this is a bit remote, but what I mean well, is... Well, there's only some, one kind of music. Music it? has been influenced a lot by black American culture. Yeah, but only culture. certain kinds of music. Well, yeah, true. But, you know, if you think about pop and rock... Yeah, but we're know. talking, you know, but if, if this is... People might listen to this all over the world. Yeah. So it's quite an Anglo-centered thing now. I mean, mostly we're talking about Anglo music. I suppose so, yeah. yeah. We're not talking yes. about, you know, Chinese or yeah. Afghani or... South America. Yeah, that's true. But I still think like popular forms of music in many parts of the world now are really influenced by hip hop and R and B. Well, that's a good point actually, because I mean, like even say Cuban music, which would always always have been influenced much more by well, except Silvio Rodriguez was influenced by mm. the Beatles, but you know, yeah. by sort of African and stuff. But now, yeah, you're right. Yeah, as far as I can so, tell, like all of the the modern variation yeah, yeah. traditional oh, music, yeah, yeah. Just traditional no, music yeah, combined yeah. with hip hop yeah i didn't see it quite like that um, it's a good point and it's in, much more true now than it would have been say in the 60s yeah, yeah 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 absolutely i think black american music had a massive effect on mm. music and then similarly in english black american culture has influenced the slang in english yeah and a lot of the slang that we use in england is influenced by black american slang mm. you know um so uh, also Notice also the way that some parts of it are still stuck in the past. So, for example, let's say classical music. Hmm. It's, I mean, I don't mean to be negative about it, but um, classical music is all about music that was composed sort of hundreds of years ago. And in a similar way, in English, a lot of English is stuck in the past, like this formal legal English hmm. that we see in contracts. Yeah. It's like stuck in somewhere around the turn of the last century, mm. right? Mm. Um, it's almost like Victorian-style language. I'm not saying that classical music is bad. It's not. It's brilliant. No. In fact, it's just the culmination of all the best music that we've ever had. But all I'm trying to say is that maybe English, some parts of English is still really super traditional. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking hard about it because I, I wasn't expecting that. When That's a little because, bit remote. Well, no, it's just because classical... I mean, I suppose the thing about... Cla depends what you mean. If you mean modern, like classical composers who are composing now yeah that's kind of a different thing and i'm not even sure if people call that classical music yeah. or not yeah but, yeah but i mean if people are playing if you're talking about mozart and bath and beethoven and all yeah that, i suppose it's just because it was really good stuff and people still like yeah. playing it yeah yeah that's true okay maybe i'm maybe i'm wrong about that one no, i don't know it's just it's my, nothing to be wrong about yeah true okay so. my last point is that um on the subject of english and and uh music you have to realize that um, the English um, do both of those things the best. 
<laughs> right? So, you know, we're obviously we're the best at speaking English. And also we're, we're, we make the best music. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm kind of joking about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I'm, not, I'm not serious about that at yeah. this point. Um, so that's, those are my thoughts. What, are, what about you? Do you have anything else? Well, no, I think I've, because um, we both got our bit of paper here. Yeah. And I think that I've, the things I've written on my bit of paper have kind of come into the conversation, yeah. you know, one play, one thing or other. I mean, yeah, I was, I was, I was going to talk about Sudoku at one point. Yeah, but, yeah, but, sure. it, but it's kind of the same thing. It's like, it's the, exactly the same thing as what I was saying about, le, like, if you're learning, if you're le, like, as a, a guitarist or whatever, you've got to learn a new rhythm. Mm. Did we talk about this already? Um, no, maybe not. You've got to learn it, and so it's very difficult at first. If it's a totally new rhythm, you've never played it before. Like, for example, in this Kings of Leon song for example, we, we play yeah. in the band. Yeah, so you have to, you have to, um, well, I had to think about it a lot and really focus, concentrate like mad just to not get it wrong. Mm. Not even to get it right, just to not get it wrong. Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly, after about six months or something like that, one day I suddenly realized I was just doing it. I wasn't even thinking about it. Yeah. And so, like, with, with Sudoku, it's the same. When I lo- so, wait, so, Sudoku, Sudoku, that's the Japanese puzzle yeah. kind of game the, where you've nine boxes. You've nine, got nine boxes and you have to write numbers one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine into each box and into each line. Exactly. The yeah. popular thing, you get it in newspapers, like a kind of number puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Sudoku. Right, so so when I started, like a lot of people, not not maybe the naturals, then in order to work out which numbers in which box, mm. I did what a lot of other idiots do, which is yeah. write down every number that it could be. Yeah. So every box has got like lots five of little numbers around. Numbers it. around. Yeah. And one day somebody said to me, "The only way to do Sudoku is don't do that." I think it was Robin. Yeah. Just don't do that. Yeah. And so one day I thought, all right, so I just stopped doing it, and suddenly. I kind of, and, and suddenly you start seeing the patterns rather than working it out yeah. logically. Yeah, yeah. You just suddenly see a pattern. Right. You know, right. which is right. how they say brilliant mathematicians. That that's that's how they that they the brilliant mathematicians they see numbers as colours. So right. they don't actually calculate it. Fifty-seven divided by this multiplied. They, they just, just feel they it. Just, they just feel or see the answer. You know. Right. And wow. So, and wow. so in a way, I kind of think with language, with music, with the whole thing that is when. So when you're a kid, you learn language that way, holistically. Mm, you just pick you just, it all you up. You just pick it up as yeah. a baby or whatever, you know, yeah. get a kid growing up. And and maybe Jimi Hendrix or someone, but I'm for sure he practiced, you know. Yeah. But so, oh, yeah. So, Every day but when you live with a guitar. But some people do learn, like for me, I learned Spanish mm. much more like in the street yeah. than French, because French I did nine years at school. Yeah. And I still can't speak properly. Yeah. You know? But but uh, you know with that I just learned it on the street and and reading and everything and, yeah. and so it was a more holistic way but right. still I think so just coming to the thing about to what extent do you learn things whether it's the guitar or Sudoku or something do you have to go through that very conscious practice stage first mm. before you just get it holistically mm. or can you go straight for the holistic and mm. I don't know it's just kind of balanced. it's both isn't it depending on the person, the stage, the age, the city, whatever, but... Probably something like both, though, where you have to be exposed to English a lot mm. by listening to it, reading it, being in English situations, surviving, mm. and also then getting your grammar book out and studying the language. It's got a combination, and you have to find out which one's the best for you. And but some, it's like bottom-up, top-down. I mean, sometimes you have to go... Through, it's like practicing the same tennis stroke a million mm. times mm. until mm. it's right. Mm. Sometimes you have to do it that way. Or yeah. like me with my Sudoku. Yeah. But other times, 
you can just get it. You just get it first time. Yeah. Without realizing, you just got it. Whether yeah. it's a new piece of language, a new phrase, mm. a new riff, something, yeah. you just somehow you just know what how to do it. Yeah. And yeah. so, okay. kind of bit of both, I guess. Yeah. Right. Well. But that's the end of our discussion about music that and language. That was really long. It was. That's, about, that's long? about 40 minutes. How long are your podcasts? 40 minutes normally? long. The podcasts normally are about between 30 minutes and one hour. Really? Yeah. So people... It's like a radio show. People are going to actually sit down and... Someone's yeah. going to listen to this whole thing. Thousands of people will be listening to yeah. this. But, will they, but they'll be able to have a pause. And yeah, they can... A coffee break. They can pause it as much as they like yeah yeah they can listen to five minutes one day five minutes the next day yeah they can listen to all of it in one go do you know how many people you've got listening um well i get something like twenty thousand downloads every 30 days wow so that's all i that is means that re- is that quite satisfying yes very satisfying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that means that about twenty thousand so that means that my uh, uh something is listened to on the website or is downloaded or listen to on iTunes 20,000 times. So I don't know how, actually how many people that is. Because you mean it could be the same person yeah, I mean, several times? It could be the same person listening to several different episodes several times. Uh, I've got something like 65, 66 episodes. But online. like if I was going to listen to this and I couldn't face listening to 45 All of minutes, it, yeah. if I listened to like 10 minutes today, yeah. And then the, uh, fast forward in the next 10 minutes the next day. Yeah. And so I listened to it six times. Would that count as six hits? Um, it depends how you've done it. Oh. So if you, if you are listening to it on iTunes and you've downloaded it, mm. that's one download. If, you listen it, if you're listening to it on the website and ev- each day you go back onto the website and you press the play button on the website, mm. each day that's, that counts as a new download for me. Um, actually, the best way to do it is to download it using iTunes, to subscribe to the podcast, download it using iTunes. That counts as one download for me. Mm. But then when you play it in iTunes, if you pause it after 10 minutes and then turn your computer off, when you open iTunes again, it will still be at 10 minutes. Luke's English podcast will still be at the 10 minute oh, spot right. where you left it before. Right. So it's easier to use iTunes. What, when you said subscribe, what's that? Subscribe is when you um, basically click a button which then makes you kind of join it, it it means that you can then automatically download the episode whenever it's it's published but you have to pay for it no no you don't have to pay for any of these podcasts mm. uh, but i do ask myself you have a I, sort of thing a bit like what was the band radio, radio, radio head, head. Yeah. radio head basically give if you want to yeah they they offered their album as a free download but they said if you want which to which one was that in, rain, no. in rainbows was it, yeah. Yeah. yeah so i similarly i'm doing that i'm yeah. saying it's free yeah. but i'm leaving it up to my listeners to decide whether they will donate some money or not yeah and it, you know it depends on what my listeners think is reasonable if they think that they are getting something from this which is is worth paying for and they mm. think that I should be given some money as a as a fair kind of balanced mm. consideration for what I'm doing then they will donate some money to me mm. uh, if people just want to take it then that's up to them mm. um, so obligation yeah. to provide this nice, yeah. yeah like they are white bicycles in Amsterdam yeah well you can just take the bicycles yeah. and you don't have to pay I don't them. know who put them there in the first place but it was yeah. this kind of thing I wonder, I wonder how many white bicycles are left in Amsterdam I think none yeah um, okay well thank you very much Francis it's All been right. very interesting to speak to you and um, let's get together and play some music soon yeah, yeah we've done enough English now yeah let's do some music yeah, yeah.
All right. Then. I hope I was near enough to the. I, I hope you were near enough to the microphone too, but we'll see. Yeah. We might have to do this all over again. <laughs> Cheers. So that was the conversation. I hope the sound quality wasn't a big problem for you. If it was a big problem, I apologise. But it's a free podcast. You know what? What do you expect? You know, because it's a free podcast, you definitely get your money's worth every time, don't you? Of course you do, because it's free. Right, so um, that's it for this episode. Don't forget, you can read some notes uh, on the website, which is teacherluke.podomatic.com. Teacherluke, T-E-A-C-H-E-R-L-U-K-E dot P-O-D o-m-a-t-i-c dot com go there you can see some notes and things which you might find useful you can also click on the donate button if you've got paypal send me a bit of cash help me keep doing this Uh, make sure i don't give up i could just stop doing this couldn't i i could do Uh, but just keep me going you know send a bit of cash my way ladies and gentlemen i know i sound desperate when i ask that but you know What the hell? I'm not just doing this for nothing. That's it for now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I look forward to speaking to you in your headphones again at some point in the near future. Have a fantastic time. Have a brilliant life. Enjoy yourselves. That's it for this episode. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks again for listening to Luke's English Podcast. Don't forget, you can also find me on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitter. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.